If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome, everyone, to the second. I thought it was the first CU podcast of the new year, but it's a it's a second. Oh, you didn't? know really? Because <laughs> I was out of it on New Year's Day. That's a story for another year, another time for my memoirs, what, what New Year's Eve was like. Uh, this is a Tuesday, January 8th, 2019, the first weekly one that's not a special one, like an E3, Indeed. alongside Ian Ferguson. I'm Pat Contry. I am sick. I know five people, Ian, that are sick right now. Well, we're talking about uh, the Madbox gaming console. News out of uh, CES from Hyperkin. Nintendo moving away from consoles? Uh, a scumbag star of the week from our buddy John Riggs. A Q&A topic. Maybe a goofy one. A Patreon Q&A. Ian, what's going on? Uh, not, not You're healthier thing. than me for one time in the podcast. Yeah, I am. That's a rarity. I've got some energy. I've got some pep. Wow. The roles are reversed. He's going to carry this shit this week. <laughs> I, I seriously though, I know about four to five people that are sick. I got off the phone with one, uh, my buddy Rob, uh, my friend Johnny's sick, uh, a few other people I know are, are sick, and there must be some sort of weird virus. If I get going sick, around. I'm going to kick the shit out of you. Wow. Okay, we're starting strong. <laughs> How many times have I threatened to kill you a when lot. you were sick on the podcast? Like forty percent of the time. You're contagious. I am. Yeah. I'm. Not, first of all, I don't get sick often. So how do you know I'm contagious? I'm just assuming. You're assuming? Have you ever gotten sick from me? Probably. Probably. Well, you get sick off a fucking fly coming near you in the summer. <laughs> I've been it's my fault. This year. It's my, this year's been eight days. Last year. <laughs> Are you, were you really? Well, you got rid of the stomach issues yeah, by like I got May or gone. I got healthy in June. So it's not my fault. I get a, a cold that half the world has, some sort of uh, cold virus going around. This is the first. I took a Ricola, okay? And I didn't chew Ooh, on the podcast. Heavy medicine. <laughs> I'm getting blamed. You want to you want to work at the uh, USPS with those assholes blaming me for being sick? Yep, I fucking dude, asshole it's postal employees. It's my fault for being sick. My mom used to blame me for being sick. <laughs> so that's why I got five perfect attendance awards in a row. I was I wasn't allowed to be sick. Was did, did she say you weren't covering up enough at night or? No, she just said, "Why are you sick? Why are, why are you, you coughing? That's my sister. My mom's insane." <laughs> You know why I'm this way? Because my mom. So, why, why are you, are you sick? sick? Yes. <laughs> That's not a joke. It's crazy. When I coughed, she would she would yell at me. I never <laughs> talked about my mother that much. Maybe I shouldn't. No. This is going to turn into some weird therapy yeah. sessions. Man. That, really delve into that, my psychoses a bit. That goes fucking deep. There's yes, it does. To, there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, so, I, so besides Ian... Uh, threatening to beat the shit out of me uh, two minutes into the podcast. Uh, we has uh, we have YouTubers fucking up again, so it's a new year. Last year, it was... Uh, uh, I was Jake Paul last year. Which Paul was it? I, I confused the Pauls. Was it Logan Paul? It was Logan Paul. Logan Paul. The older of the Paul brothers. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the veritable uh, beacons of the internet. Yes. It was Logan Paul, <laughs> 23 years old. Looks like he's 32, but whatever. 
Uh, he, he he liked making fun of Japan, running around and, and smashing a Game Boy, and oh yeah, we're gonna film and laugh about people committing suicide. Yep, that was Japan. that was a great. And now he's trying to. I saw him like uh, he's on the he's on like the the comeback tour, being interviewed. He has he has a, a podcast uh, with his name in it. Paul's in the name somehow. It's douchey. The Paulcast. It's not the, the Paulcast would have been better than what his podcast is. What is his podcast called? I should have had this ready to go. But he's talking to people like, yeah, I'm trying to you know. Uh, Turn a new new leaf over and everything. Uh, podcast is called. Um, uh, let's see, Logan Paul in, experience. In, impulsive. Impulsive. <laughs> it was impulsive <laughs> to think it was a good idea to go to Japan and fuck around and film a a, a dead body and having no one in your entourage say, you know, that's not a good idea for your career to do that. Uh, impulsive, and now he's uh, he's he's doing a. He's doing something. He's doing good. But his little buddy uh, brother, um, Jake Paul, uh, got into some trouble. Uh, it got around the internet. H3H3 did a video on it. Uh, Ethan uh, Klein. Along with Rice Gum. Rice Gum. So Rice Gum, I looked it up, is 20 years old. And my God, he, he, he thinks like a 12-year-old. We're going to get into that. Uh, but they both got huge sponsorships. And other YouTubers did as well. And Rice Gum snitched on other YouTubers that did in the past. And it was like, why are you not going after these guys? Well, you're bigger than the other YouTubers that did this. But it's shitty whoever did it. Uh, so he was a snitch afterwards. And, and HG did a follow-up, basically calling him, you're a snitch on top of this. Yeah. Um, so they did this thing called Mystery Brands, where I guess it's a big thing on the internet where you get mystery boxes and you unbox them in front of people. You don't know what you're getting. And it's like, it's like gambling, but okay. you bought something. This is a site where you virtually open things and pay money. So for $15, $75, $100, $150, you take a little, like, little fucking knife, little box cutter, a a virtual one, and open a box, and you see what you get. Okay. For that dollar amount. And then they tell you what that item is worth and what you could sell it back for for virtual dollars. You see where this is getting really bad. Ah, yeah, yeah. So... He was like, oh, my God, I want a $10,000 handbag. Uh, this was Rice Gum. I'm going to sell that back. And the odds of getting that $10,000 handbag are probably so minuscule in reality. But, of course, when these guys were doing it, uh, uh, Jake Paul, excuse me, the one confused with Paul. Yeah, Jake got Paul, Nike, like got a pair of. Uh, they got these things too regularly that were should have been due to the odds. And how much money they're paying? Like one in, a, I don't know, 1000 or or 5000 they were getting this stuff. You get a $10,000 item. That should not happen randomly right. to an account that you got comped, most likely. You know what I mean? Like, they knew that these guys were opening it. They, they want to show good. And, yeah, there was a couple of crappy ones thrown in, like, oh, a $5 box. Oh, I got some silicone earbud covers. But then I get the Air AirPods right afterwards. So it's bullshit. They have a they have a, a childlike audience. We know that's bullshit too. Childlike audience. Well, they're children. Sure. They could be yeah. childlike when they're older. I don't know <laughs> right. when they're 20s to be watching this shit. I just don't know. These are these are like you know eight to fifteen year olds probably yeah. in that in that realm. Um, so Rice Gum's apology was probably the worst thing I've ever seen. It, it, it knocked off all the things other people have done it, so I'm snitching on him. Um, well, it was a lot of money, so of course I'm going to take it. He straight out basically said that. Really, guys, it was a lot of money. He said, "Well, if, they got, if these guys were offered a hundred thousand dollars and I have more followers, you can guess how much money I was offered." So he probably was offered uh, multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, to do this. And, his, oh, and it, then he threw his, his managers under the bus. Oh, they just came to me with this, and I just did it. 
And then he says, do your own research on it. When if you're if you're taking hundreds of thousands of dollars, shouldn't you research this shit? Yeah. Holy shit. Shouldn't that be your job to do it? And they said, and uh, then he went on an impulsive. Oh, this is a good. This is a good two for one in the intro. Then he goes on to the impulsive. God, that's douchey. Impulsive, yes. And then says, "Well, this was in the past, and we should move on." No, it happened like three days ago. This was or four days. This was not a long time ago. This wasn't like an issue uh, a year or two years ago. And, and I hate one of the things. I, just in general, I hate is how time has been accelerated over uh, the, internet. the internet. And like people expect you to forget about something from a month ago. And then to make up for him, you know, uh, pushing this uh, garbage gambling site, which by the way, the odds are bullshit. And by the way, but they don't even own the prizes. Most they don't of the own time. the prizes. It, they have to go through um, an arbitrage site. It was like StackX, StockX, StockX. Uh, they have to go through an arbitrage site to get this shit and then ship it out. So some people were complaining that it was taking a couple weeks or more because they don't own the stock. And then they yeah, even and then they even have stuff like cars that you could potentially win in a and luxury then, mansion. And a, a uh, what was it? Like a, a quarter million dollar house or a yeah, mansion? It's, it's or, a mansion. No, no, it was 2.5 million. Yeah, uh, in Beverly Hills. And, yes. And they say that... Uh, if you win, we're going to help you, you buy it. Yeah, we'll, we'll fly out there and yeah, sure. we'll purchase it for you. Yeah, sure. I'm sure. That, and then the odds on that... Uh, that I think they took, they took down the odds, but someone calculated out the odds. Versus how much money you're putting in for the rate of return. They know it's bullshit. It's a, it's, it's a bullshit. And, of course, it's like somewhere in Eastern Europe. So it's like this is just red flag, red flags all around. I hope that these people aren't paying the money for this deal. I hope this is, they got scammed too. Yeah. Because they don't deserve the money for pushing this shit. So this is my point about this. And, and yet it's, it's stupid. Gross. It's dumb. Rice Gum didn't apologize. He has the mentality of a 12-year-old. Everyone could probably agree on that. Uh, Jake uh, Paul. This is my first time hearing of him. I, I've heard him before. He, he, he He's... He's he's what you expect. He's a vacuous YouTuber with a with a young right audience. This is the point, though. They're fucking it up for everyone else by them doing this shit. YouTube slash Alphabet slash Google eventually going to have to step in. They're going to have to because the FTC is going to be like, "What the fuck are you guys doing? What are you doing?" It's the same thing with the loot boxes, where the government has to get involved because you're fucking it up yeah. for everyone else. That's yeah. what happens here. So when we talk about flex pro meals in the future, down the line, we might have to go through Google first in order to, to talk about this stuff. Because uh, maybe at a certain uh, uh, price limit, maybe uh, YouTube has to step in and say, okay, we got to look this shit through. And you know, this, is, this puts us at risk for allowing this on the platform. Exactly. It, it was, this is ridiculous. This was, to me, just as bad as a CSGO skin thing. Those guys own the company. But this is this is like oh for a hundred. I feel like this is just as bad. It's just as bad. It could be worse, if, if not worse, be- because the odds are the odds are bullshit. And then you know that they they gave him a sweeter account with better odds to get good prizes. And you can't even get the shit potentially that you win. But you can trade up for money. And even Ricegum was saying, "Oh man, I'm making money doing this." So not even pretending it's not gambling. Right. I made money doing this. I started with three thousand dollars. Now I got six thousand. No, you didn't. You, it's it's six thousand dollars of credits for shit you might not be able to get anyway, and your odds are not the odds of the of the average person playing it. And uh, the the article brought up a, a a pretty interesting point that because they're going through StockX to get a lot of these prizes, StockX tries to catch counterfeits, and, yeah, and, 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 and they say they have a ninety nine percent you know success rate, which is fine. You're I mean, issues with that aside, not even getting into, you know, that that whole end of it. So they have a customer service, apparently, that they say where, you know, if you were to get something that was bootleg um, or inauthentic, 
you know, you would be able to get a hold of them, send it back, you know, get your money back. But because people didn't don't exactly know that their prizes are coming from this through, they don't know. Um, yeah, they um, they they don't know. And if they were to get something bootleg, it's there's there's really no recourse or course of action for them to take because sure. I hear the website is um, is it miserable? It, it's well, I, I haven't been there, but yeah, I heard the um, the what, what is, is it? it mystery brand. Um, Oh, no, my Hogan. What are you doing? Speaking of Hogan taking a fall, Hogan was on Raw uh, last night for, uh, fortunately, the passing of Gene Okerlund. And he came out. He did a... It was it was a somewhat heartfelt speech. You know, they got him back in there. It was a little bit too much uh, posing and things like that. But he kept it more real. But Gene Okerlund passing away is kind of a bummer. Oh, yeah. I thought. That sure is. He, he really was sort of like the voice of WWE for a good, you know, 12 years. Uh, during the, the rock and wrestling, and then you know, obviously Hulkamania, and then he was gone around ninety was it four. He went to WCW ninety three, ninety four, about. So he was there for most of uh, our age's childhood, like multiple times a week. Yep. All American Wrestling that he'd host with uh, uh, Hillbilly Jim every week, and then uh, Primetime Wrestling. I think he was on. Uh, maybe not Primetime. No, he wasn't. But he was. He was on. A, he was on a lot of them besides the interviews you see all the time. On the pay-per-views, right? Uh, you know, so it, it was, it was, uh, it was he, he wasn't a young guy, obviously, but it still, it still stinks um, that he passed away, and, and sort of like all this first generation, most of those wrestlers are gone. Yeah, I mean, Hogan even was even saying he was like, you know, me and Gene up there, he's making a match between it's a uh, Randy Savage, an Ultimate Warrior, and everyone's cheering versus Mister Perfect, and, uh, and it's just like, oh my god, all these guys are dead. Yeah, all these guys, and, and who's the fourth guy? Was it Rick Rude? No, it was Rick Rude, but I love Rick Rude. Um, Mr. Perfect is someone... Oh, Ro- Rowdy Roddy Piper. It's uh, like, yeah, everyone's right. dead. Like, like, if you get to 60 as a wrestler, you're lucky. You know, but I mean, it means you wasn't a wrestler, but you see my point. It was just, it's, it's depressing. Yeah, and he was, a, he was a great lens to kind of view um, stories about the industry in oh, the sure. 80s through. He always had good stories because of his demeanor and his type of personality. Um, he had a... I don't know. The stories you get from him or the way they are told uh, is definitely different than hearing it, you know, firsthand from a wrestler. Yes. So it, 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 his perspective was always appreciated. And he was in the AWA with Hogan before they both came over. So he was, you know, he, he, him and Hogan were a good one-two team. I mean, there's, and all, and all the classic interviews. I mean, he, he was the guy that, that would talk to just the tag teams and all the ones with Rick Rude and Ultimate Warrior. And obviously the, all the ones with Savage are all legendary. Yeah. How they played off each other. And that really sold the product and sold the characters more and sold the matches. So it's it's not just blowing smoke how important someone like Mean Gene was uh, for that time period. So, uh, all right, well, hats off to Mean Gene. I mean, yeah, it kind of got to me once they showed him and uh, Bobby the Brain doing, like, in their skits. And I was yeah, like, okay, now it's hitting yeah. me. Now it's really hitting me. Uh, you know, the, the chemistry he had with everyone as, as, as this, the straight man and all the, you know, and all the, the, the pairings. Finally, Sears may be done. Sears has been around since like the 1880s, 1890s. They started up stores. I think it was mail order first. I used to love sitting in the library and Sears uh, catalog in school and just going through the old ancient Sears catalogs from like 1905. Yeah. Oh, they had them from that long ago. <laughs> yeah, they were. Wow. Like, they were high, uh, the middle school. Why this? Too. Why this Colt revolver? You know. <laughs> yeah, you no. Could. The middle school I went to had like one from 1900 and one from like 1905. They were these big hardback volumes that looked like someone had bound them or i'm sure it was a reproduction i i I don't know but they were massive and like there's ads in there you know buy this house 
Oh, and sure. They come and, you know, build it for you. That's what it was like, yellow and, yellow and white, the, the magazines, or it was like, it was like single color? Or was the, it the one that I read in school was yellow. Yeah, it was, yellow. it was a big, like, solid yellow book. Um, How do I know that? But, I don't know. I mean, I have no affection for Sears. Well, I do. Because whenever I bought my DVD player there, I bought my first DVD player. Well, I'm talking Sears. about 80s and early 90s when they had yeah. an awesome toy section. Sure. All the, Sears, Sears was so powerful at some point. They had exclusive toys. for They had exclusive uh, G.I. Joe things, only a few. They had exclusive uh, Star Wars toys and probably other brands too that I don't. They probably had He Man and other ones. Sears was the big department store um, outside of like, you know, Macy's slash whatever, Bambergers and everything else that you, again, they're the oldest one. So whenever we go to buy my Husky pants, which is a nice way of saying fat when you're a kid, my Husky pants, my corduroy Husky pants, it made it better that my mom would swing around the toy section. And they had a nice toy section and electronic section. They were kind of close to each other. So we come back with, uh, you know, the, I remember 1984, we bought Duke and Snow Serpent, uh, Snow Viper, uh, Snow, yeah, Snow Serpent Viper uh, figures. It's the first G.I. Joe's Snow ever bought. Snow Serpent Viper? Well, he's Snow Serpent, but he's a Viper. He's oh, a generic okay. Cobra soldier. I gotcha. Snow. And those are the two, two first G.I. Joe's I ever had. I'll never forget that. That was from Sears. So this isn't, this isn't just, oh, all retail stores are going under. No. This is Sears not adapting well to, with the times. Same thing like Toys R Us. Plus, they're just uh, loaded with debt from yeah. private firms, just like Toys R Us was. So those are a one-two punch that's hard to ignore. But no, they didn't adapt with the times. They didn't do that. None of these companies said we're going to have a massive online presence and go towards that. And, they, and they're 10, 12 years too late. And that's what happens with these companies. It's, it's, it's not pretty, but it happens. They get lazy. Yeah. It, it's, it's wild. A hundred years of history. 125 yeah. years. Well, I, I'm saying like a hundred years of history. More. And then in like 25, boom, oh, just fall off. I would say 15 years. Yeah. Probably, they probably were good up until the early 2000s, I would say. Because uh, Amazon wasn't even really that huge until about... 10, 15 years ago. Right. They, now it's, well, now Amazon's everything. When people discovered, oh, Amazon's everything, even before Prime, you know, but I'd say the past two, three years, Amazon's taken over everything. Uh, with good reason. Um, or, well, they're putting stores out of business, but we're getting our stuff quick and cheap. Uh, South Park did an excellent, excellent episode on that. I haven't <laughs> watched any of it yet. Oh, that, you got to watch the Amazon episode. Holy shit. They were not <laughs> easy on Amazon. <laughs> All right. So that's what's going on. Um, and uh, there's a new NES Punk episode that Ian actually was anticipating this time. I watched it. Ian watched it, and he actually uh, had mostly positive feedback. Mostly positive. Mostly positive. The majority uh, positive. It's one thing he didn't like, but, you know, Ian can be my script doctor. He can punch up the scripts. <laughs> All right, Ian, we had an announcement. This isn't the Dreamcade replay. No, but this we isn't have... the Atari box. But this could be something potentially, potentially, potentially. I don't know. Here, here comes know. another new console. Okay, uh, it's called the Mad Box, not the Mad Cats. Um, it is, <clears throat> yeah, slightly Mad Studios uh, has announced that they are de- uh, CEO Ian Bell has announced that they're developing Ian... the Mad Box. I'm gonna pick up Hogan while you talk. It's, uh, it's, it looks like. It looks kind of like a computer tower, just like a fancy computer tower. Um, but aren't all the new consoles? Well, I go to my... Yeah, I mean, this one really, really looks like it, though. But aren't they? Aren't Xbox One's just a fancy computer tower or a PS4? I mean... um, but all of the uh, you know renders of it so far have uh, had the insides blurred out, um, so you can't see anything oh, yeah. that's on the inside. It looks like a 
it's not too 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 far off from I guess my really fancy Alienware PC in terms of the colors and neon shit going on, but it's orange and not green. And there's a, a, a big ass mutant fish on the side. Yeah, what the hell is that? Um, according to Bell, the Madbox is light and will carry uh, feature a deployable handle. Um, Whoa! And it will st- handle the system will talk to other Madboxes without cables. So Bluetooth, Truth. right? Right? Is that? Um, he, uh, it, Bell, it, the claims are uh, continue with uh, most powerful console ever built. Okay, uh, featuring specs that will be equivalent to a very fast PC two years from now. So whatever, okay. whatever they have in two years, that's what I'm putting in it. Well, a lot of times, you know, whatever graphics, you know, capabilities of the new console, a lot of times it is it's cutting edge. Sure, and it takes PC can catch up for whatever reason. But it takes a couple years. We'll support most major VR headsets. System will offer 4K. 90 frames per second per eye for virtual reality play. And the system will offer 4K visuals, which I always argue for most people, they say don't need it. But if you have a big TV, it's nice. All right. Uh, we don't have anything uh, word about price. Uh, ship around the world in about three years. And be competitive. Here, Okay, there's lots of problems. For this. Yeah. Within three years, we're going to have the next generation of consoles from... Sony and Microsoft probably probably next year probably 2020 where we we might have those consoles already even though they're still putting they're still like relevant they're not the games are can still be supported especially since they they have updated versions they're probably going to get a new console every it's now it's like every two and a half three years you have a new version of a console coming out right so yeah. this needs to I mean th- this needs to be specced to uh, you know basically be a, a new next gen console they yeah they are positioning this to come out in almost the medium life of the next generation. If it's three years from now, it's going to be... It'll be like bef- a year in. Before the PS5 Pro. It'll be the PS5, but not the upgraded version sure. of that. So it could have a chance. Uh, if the architecture is the same, you can easily port to it. It makes sense you know, to do that. But they have to get developers on board. It's like anything else. Yeah, with, with, uh, with every single the, freaking new console it's chicken in the egg. see. You need customers you for need developers customers. to care. Right. And video game consoles are in a place where, like, people don't even know... Hell, I mean, we'll talk about it with Nintendo uh, in a little bit. You know, video game console developers themselves, or manufacturers, don't even know exactly what the landscape's going to look like in no. three years. The landscape for this sort of stuff changes so incredibly quick. So we really are at a point, and we say it every time we talk about these new consoles... Who is this? Where? What's the market for it? Who's asking for this? Sure. You know, who wants this? We already have to decide between, you know, depending on, you know, monetary situation, you have to decide between Microsoft or PlayStation or Nintendo. And all of these companies have really good working um, relationships with their, their publishers and developers. Sure. I, I just feel like it's... I don't feel like... I don't know. There's, there's no room for a third. I don't know I what don't the think. fetish is with everyone wanting to build their own console, no. but it's just I don't. I mean, we've seen this how many times? It, it's 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 not viable. We're no longer in the '90s when you can have a, a library that's mo- could, could a chunk of it could be exclusive, so it can still make sense. Because even when you say Genesis and Super Nintendo, yeah, there was a lot of crossover, but there was still like you know 50 percent of the libraries were, were unique at that point. By this point, though, it's not 50 percent right. that are unique. And I mean, it's like fifteen percent that are unique. 
and all you have to do is look back and see like how things like the it's Jaguar that. and the 3DO and all those things fared when they got released on markets. These were all There's too many consoles. These were large. I mean, and they were powerful consoles in theory, like, yeah. like 3DO. And some of them, like the 3DO, I mean, they were backed by big companies. CDI. So same thing. Philips I, was a big company. I just, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to constantly piss on everyone's parade, but stop, no, stop making new consoles. And we don't know. Stop. In, stop trying. And we don't know in five years if this might be all. We might be all cloud gaming in five, six years. We have no idea. Nintendo's experimenting with it right now, right? With uh, running a more powerful games on the Switch that go to a server and you just basically are uh, playing it off of another computer. That could be the norm at some point. Not our norm, but the norm at some point, especially in developing nations. That could be something. You need a, you need a fast connection. That's the only thing. The connection has to be fast, but. I got fiber optic now. They're running fiber optic lines a lot of places, not everywhere. So we don't know. You're right. We don't know what we're going to be looking at three, three to five years from now. I guess it, it, VR. Know. No one gives a shit about VR. Like it's it's a, such a niche of a niche at this point that you can't build your console around VR. You can't. Right. Like that's not going to be a marketing ploy. Plus, the other two consoles are powerful enough anyway to do VR, and PCs are. So yeah, I mean, it, it's just. To tone myself down, I, I would love to see like uh, something come in and and shake it up, but yeah, it's, it's not. I mean, competition is good. I it's, just exactly. I, I just capitalism. I the I just don't see that. I don't see the crack through which they can squeeze in here, and to be planning, they don't see the foothold that they can establish yeah. in the market unless they got unless they paid like five companies. Let's they, let's they said the Rockstar, hey Rockstar, we're gonna give you a billion dollars to make. GTA 6 exclusive to our console. Yeah. Did something like that. That's where I would probably would have to take, you know, or a half a billion dollars in order to sell it. And people would be forced to buy it. You have to force people to buy the console for the games. You know, like people, a lot of people probably bought uh, PS4s for, for Spider-Man because that was a great game and that sold like 90 they million. They did. They sold so, like fucking crazy. I almost bought, I almost, I almost pulled the trigger on a, like a Black Friday deal where it was like insane. It was like $200 for a PS4 with Spider-Man. I was like, I almost did it just for that. People bought 360s for Halo 3, and people bought PS4s for Spider-Man. And it's, it's all like, about... You the, need that You grab. need, as, as the late Keith Robinson said, you need that killer app. It was Space Invaders in the 2600. You need the killer app for your console to sell it. If you don't, it doesn't matter how fast it is, how cool the neon rockfish mutant thing on the side is. You need, that's what you need. So without that, there's no draw. Without that, there's no customers. Developers aren't going to waste their time. All right? Yeah. All right, Ian. Coming out of Japan, not Wrestle Kingdom news. My buddy, my buddy uh, Kenny Omega, unfortunately, lost uh, the title. Uh, we'll see what happens with Kenny. Uh, Japan looks like maybe making or game save editors and console modding illegal, according to a couple articles. Um, so... On the surface, you would say, this seems insane. It's obviously, though, they're trying to hit at piracy and people promoting piracy. Um, well, and I believe, I uh, think it also is trying to, like, deter online cheating. Um, it says, you know, uh, something like Monster Hunter. Let's go through it. So, what they're saying, according to the Kotaku, which is off of the Japanese uh, Association of Copyright for Computer Software site, uh... Illegal to mod save game data and game consoles, punishable up to five years in prison and fines up to five million yen, which is forty-six thousand uh, dollars, according to Japan's Association of Copyright for Computer Software Modding Game Save Data. 
and game consoles violates the country's unfair competition prevention law. Japanese government is expanding regulations to protect game console content. Okay, so I guess what people are disturbed about is this this goes from being a civil penalty to being, uh, well, you go to jail. Right. <laughs> that, that's what's sort of like, people are like, whoa, really? So there's three, there's three things that they're really looking for. Um, distribution of game save data, data editors and programs. Um, distribution, selling, auctioning, serial codes, product keys without the software maker's permission. Okay. That, that I actually, that, that seems like, that's weird. It's like, it's like one of those things you slide in when you're trying to pass a bill. Like, that's, that's a great thing, but it doesn't, it doesn't, to me, it's not related to one in three. Sure. Uh, three but... is services that offer the editing, hacking of save data, and or modifying hacking of game consoles. So it looks like, you know, I, like it says, fair, uh, you know, fair competition practices or whatever. It looks like it's to, um, yeah, probably dissuade piracy and also dissuade hacking and cheating online. Yeah, because already you're, you're breaking the terms of service when you're, when you're hacking your console. Uh, in order to load up ROMs or whatever, or in order to cheat in a game, they're breaking terms of service by having, you know, the, all the hack cheats and things like that. Going back to my UT days, of course, I saw people cheat, fucking assholes. Anyway, um, there was controversies. Aim bots. Aim. Oh yeah, yeah. You could see them easily. Um, so anyway, so I see all that. I just people are probably thinking they're overstepping their bounds by saying like, oh, up to up to five years in prison. Well, yeah, I, I, I think that's ridiculous. I mean, I, so the, sec, the second well, it goes from point, civil to criminal. I couldn't think of the word criminal for it. Now it's a criminal. So charge the distribution, selling, and auctioning of serial codes. I'm totally okay with that. It fucks over a lot of developers, especially indie developers. We see that stuff on indie? like uh, what is it like G2G or whatever the fucking yeah that stuff. So that's that's a great thing, but. I on one hand, yeah, I want online play to be fair, but I don't know that I want to be a criminal for modifying a system, depending on the mod. Like, well, how broad is that cover? Well, to me, they're not going to like, you know, break into your house. Oh my god, he's modding. His it's probably for people make make sure they're not selling them. Sure, the same way that Nintendo's suing people civilly. Nintendo's not throwing. The difference is Nintendo's not throwing people into prison, right? So it sounds like there, there must have been lobbying for this from Nintendo and other companies, say, or in Sony, maybe to be like, okay, this is hurting us. You know, it's hurting the bottom line. Maybe do that. You don't know what goes on behind the scenes in these in the parliaments of the in you know in congresses of these other nations. I'm not a Japanese on Japanese government. What's going on? But that, you could make a case for that. Stuff has to be brought to the lawmakers' attention. Most likely. Otherwise, I don't know. They're, they're just sure people. Uh, they're yeah. the con man. So as much as I'm not a fan of you know a majority of this, I, honestly, the amount that they're going to enforce this, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Sure. But, but I feel like it might be something that, I don't know. It's a big deterrent. It, it's it's, it's like, a deterrent. It's a deterrent like on the VCR, when you, whenever you rented a, a VHS tape, you had the FBI warning. Yeah. I'm not sure how many people got a, a thrown into prison for copying their their uh, rented naked gun tape. Like, no, they were looking yeah. for distribution, not in home personal use. They weren't really tracking that. Right. So that to me is what this is. It's sort of the same thing. You know, I I, I love to look I love to look up who actually got hit with that FBI warning. Actually got thrown into prison. There are probably people that were selling tapes. Yeah. It's not someone who recorded it once. No. Then their uncle came we, over and was like, oh, shit, we Johnny, had, we're taking you in. We had the great combination, because one ended with baseball, then went to baseball. Great uh, two-for-double header 
of Naked Gun, followed by Major League. Oh, that's a good twofer. That is. That's a good. First Major League was excellent. On extended boy. play or SP or whatever, you know, where you're really no, stretching the grain six, out. On. Six hours. Yeah. The, the LP. <laughs> LP. Not even standard long play. Yeah. LP. There was there was SP two hours. SLP was that. Was that four, four hour? Yeah. And then, yeah. Which means for all the youngsters out there that are under 30, the VHS tapes, when you record it, it was the, how, it was how slow the reel would go when you record it. So the slower the reel would go, you, you get more tape and the quality was shit. Yeah. It was Standard awful. VHS tape was only two hours for the higher, highest quality. No one bad. ever did that. No one ever did that. Nah. You everyone know, was doing at least SLP. When you, when you were 14 and had your uh, USA up all night spank tape, you want to get as much boobs as you could. <laughs> That's what I've heard, at least. That's saying young Pat did that. Woo! <laughs> How do we go there? But anyway, so there was a company that already stopped making, uh, selling, excuse me, Cyber Gadget stopped selling its save editor data to align players to use cheats and patch codes. Again, I think they're probably, they're probably overreacting. I don't, eh, but they're probably, but no, I mean, that's sure exactly what they're going for. I mean, they don't want you being able to sell that stuff. So things like pro action replays, gone. But a save editor, you're not really affecting other people necessarily. If you're playing like Pokemon and you want, you know, more monsters in your right, game. Well, that's what they're going for. That's what they're going right, after. Sorry. So, like I said, it, it to me, it, it, it oversteps certain boundaries. Sure. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, Ian. Pat. I went to CES back in 2010. Wow, nine years ago with my friend AJ. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of stuff there at the time. There was a... Uh, uh, the big thing were like 3D... Uh, excuse me, 3D TVs, which never caught on. No. That was a big thing. And picture frames. And uh, and like boxy box and like Roku boxes, that was the formation of picture them. Picture frames, picture frames, like digital picture frames were huge, like nine, ten years ago. You don't remember that? They were. I mean, I do. They never caught on though. I just can't believe that they I never did. caught on. That was like the present for like your grandmother and like aunt and uncle for like a year and a half, two yeah, years. Just back. some rotating pictures. Yeah, yeah, rotating pictures. Like yeah, like people don't buy. They still sell them. But anyway, that was a big thing. And Seems of course, like a simple, a simple idea. Like and, and everything died out from that. They didn't see what was coming, and then, and then the, 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 like the Roku and Boxy Box all be, just got integrated into smart TVs. They took the technology, integrated it. Here's the point: a lot of the stuff comes out of CES mm-hmm. that you, that you see uh, later on, and it changes and morphs. But Hyperkin was uh, was there, right? And, and they they're announcing something that came up in a Kickstarter. Uh, came up in a Kickstarter last year that unfortunately didn't hit the market for it was, it was it was modding your zapper to play duck hunt well and that was just for one game for one game you could only do it for one game with the with the modification but as we usually see once an idea starts to once once some a solution starts to take hold people will yeah um, they'll try it out they'll try it out so besides hyperkin i did see one i think a couple weeks ago that had like a device you could clip onto um an nes uh zapper okay. and basically it it lets you play a NES games in like a Wii Remote type mode. Oh, all right. Which is like well, a pointer type mode. We're, we're getting off topic here, but well, I'm just saying. A, so it's, it's I mean, what I'm people saying. Technology. We're, we're getting to the point now. So that happened, and now here's Hyperkin announcing a, another Zapper HD uh, solution. Yep, Hyper Blaster HD. It's uh, it requires an original NES to function, which um, is interesting because there are people saying that they have said it will not work. On uh, Hyperkin's own uh, clone units, yes. Yeah, so, so, which the, is kind of this is what they're this is what they're touting, uh, and, and I guess they had a mini press release before CES. When is CES this year? This mm-hmm. is like a pre CES. CES two thousand 
19. So, you know, CES was always usually also around around the adult entertainment convention. So when I stayed at the hotel, we went downstairs. There was porn stars hanging out mm. downstairs. It was fun. I didn't talk to any of them. Uh, it actually starts today. So we might get pictures of this even before uh, after the podcast comes yeah, out. Interesting. So, okay. There is a market for this. Yeah, there is. There is. But I think we're getting to that point where people hooking up their original NESs to HTVs is quickly vanishing. Yes. In lieu of people hooking up their uh, HD Retron clone systems that have been out of the market for a couple of years now. Right. And their Retron 5s and uh, stuff that Analog's been putting out, for example. So stuff that has an HD, HDMI out that upscales. At, at the store, I can, I can attest to basically anyone who has an, a flat screen or an HD TV or doesn't have like a game room dedicated to it, mm-hmm. um, everyone's buying a clone solution um, at this point. Uh, regular NESs, when I sell them, they generally sell the people who are hooking them up to uh, CRT TVs. Because they look like ass connected to right. a HDTV. We all, we all played them on HDTVs when, when, we, when we needed to, but it's not ideal. So now that no. there's now that there's other options, um, very very rarely does someone insist on buying an, NES, an actual NES and then going through whatever they need to do to play it on a flat screen sure. TV. So by the time this comes out, if it's not working with their systems... No, if this doesn't work with uh, an analog NT, mini NT, and again, all those clones are all like, what, 40 bucks for the HD clones? They're not that much money. Uh, for NES? Yeah. Uh, the Yeah, the Super Retro, or the Retron HD is uh, 40 bucks. Yeah. So this is, I will say this, this is dead in the water if this only works with an original NES. I will say that. I will go on record saying that. You will not sell many of these. We're going to sell them. I can tell you they'll move. Okay. Just out uh, I'm, of not, I'm not saying five. I'm not. I'm not. Say, or I'm not saying like um, like tons and tons. But you'll th- sell some. They'll move. But then they'll try hooking it up with their clone, and realizing the fuck. Well, I'll just. It, it'll be a new. It'll, <laughs> it'll, like, it'll be a new like gun question instead of people being like, "Can I buy a like gun?" And I'm like, "Do you have a flat screen TV?" And they're like, "Yes." And I say, "No." Now it'll be, "Can I buy this like gun?" And I'll be like, "Are you using an original NES?" And they'll say, "No, I'm using a clone." And I'll be like, "Well, then you can't." Well, buy it. Okay, they needed to come out with this like eight years ago. Like, this is when this, this would have sold a million of them. But again, this is another stepping stone. I mean, we're, we're probably almost there. It's probably the same technology uh, you, you pointed out of using it as a pointer. It's probably something like that. Because you, you can't Not imagine any other technology yeah. that would easily do that. Besides like, acting like a pointer, uh, like we said. Um, as, as long as it works with the clones, I think it's fine. I, I mean, I would, I would, might, I would might buy a clone just so I can have the capability. Right. Again, this isn't a lot of games. Use a certain NES guide app. Um, but there's what like 15 Zapper games, something like that. Yeah. I, sh- I should know this off the top of my head. So really, once you get past Duck Hunt, I mean, I mean the, the casuals, the, those those casuals out there, they know about Duck Hunt. They know about Hogan's Alley, Wild Gunman, maybe Wild Gunman, and then Gumshoe. No, they don't know about Gumshoe they for the should. most part. They should. <laughs> but seriously, it's three games that people would be finally remembering that they want to play. Yeah, and really one. And after that, this cannot, you cannot, hopefully this is like a $25 item. I'm going to guess 20 to 25 You can't under, you, you can't, um, is it underestimate? Yeah, you, don't, you don't, underestimate don't, yeah, the, don't, the don't underestimate the, the desire for people to make impulse purchases like that when they're, when they're shopping. Well, yeah, it's going to be 25 I'm not, bucks. I'm not saying that they will. Okay, so I'm not saying that they'll sell like wildfire or anything like, like that. Like wild gunman, but or or that they'll even be used 
a lot. But they'll be purchased. Okay. They'll be purchased. I'll buy in, one. I'm not going to say I'm not going to buy yeah. one. They'll probably be purchased and then left on a game room floor and never remembered. But, but, but like if we're yeah. doing if we're doing an NES uh, marathon, we're not still we're not using an HDTV with an original NES. We just you can't do it. It's, yeah. We're not there yet. If I had a mini NT, yeah, we could talk about that. Um, so if it works with the clones, uh, every, I think everyone's going to be all in. They're also announcing a uh, do-it-yourself uh, retron kit for Super Nintendo. Uh, where you basically build your own Raspberry Pi thing. I, I'm, I'm trying to understand this. I just see a picture of this. There's no picture of this. You get an SNES-compatible cartridge slot, pre, pre-soldered PSB featuring two controller points and a Raspberry Pi to make your own little do-it-yourself Super Nintendo. That's kind of weird, but okay. Yep, that is weird. And then there's the Retron S64 console dock for Switch. Uh, they don't even really talk about what that is. I'm assuming it's an N64-shaped console dock. That's what I'm going with. For Switch. For Switch. So, what does that mean? I don't know. You're going to hook... <laughs> I just think it's shaped like it. Anyway. I wish this was a cool... We should have been at CES this year in Vegas. We could have been reporting on the floor like Pat used to. We could have done that. <laughs> All right. So, um, okay. We're, we're, we'll hopefully see this uh, this HD Lightning come out. That'll That'll satisfy all our... Uh, HD uh, zapping needs. We'll never be sad again. So you podcast is proud to be partnering with NordVPN. I use it to keep myself safe online, and you can too. You do care about the privacy and security of your info online. I probably should more. You probably should more. I don't know what dastardly things we're getting into, but NordVPN <laughs> right now is giving you 66% off a two-year plan. When you go to NordVPN.com, so that's podcast or use code podcast at checkout. A VPN is a virtual private network. You've probably talked, me, talked about this before. You know, ISPs, and people can use your browsing habits. They can restrict what websites you go to. They can throttle. Uh, a VPN helps prevent those things from happening. When you use NordVPN, you have access to over 4,000 super speedy servers in 62 countries. And those connections secure your information using military-grade encryption. Uh, you can get the NordVPN app for your phone. I've used it on my laptop before. Uh, it's good for when you're uh, traveling, getting free Wi-Fi at the coffee shop or an airport, wherever. PC Mag made NordVPN their editor's top VPN choice. One account protects up to six devices, Android, iOS, Mac, PC, unlimited bandwidth, money-back guarantee. Again, 66, yeah, 66% off. 66% off a two-year plan. Go to nordvpn.com slash podcast or use code podcast. Get going with your secure web browsing today. CU Podcast is proud to partner with Flex Pro Meals. Flex Pro Meals is a meal delivery company that sends healthy pre-made meals to your doorstep. Their oh, do they? Oh, yeah, they do. Their goal isn't to give you a salad. No, no. Epic recipes like brisket mac and cheese. Game day chili. Greek gyro bowls. Oh, ooh, those are good. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Got some hummus and some feta cheese in there. Uh-huh. Uh, eating it as a, health, a lifestyle is uh, not a two-week gimmick. You can't no. Just, you can't just say no. You know what? It's right, a new I'm year. Done. New year, new resolution. You want to eat a little healthier. Flex Pro Meals can help with that absolutely. They have two different types of plans. They have the, the lighter fare, we'll just say, for fat trimming. And then they have the beefy, more protein, more calorie option as well. And and both usually come in two sizes. So the fat trimmer is about eight fifty a meal. Um and then for the lean muscle one it's a bit larger. It's a larger meal. And you get it I think it's about ten, eleven? Eleven bucks. Eleven bucks. So yeah, it's excellent. I think some of the best ones are the ones we've probably already mentioned. Backyard barbecue is good. The uh, cheeseburger gnocchi. 
cheeseburger gnocchi is, is a good amalgamation. I can't talk. I'm sick of <laughs> cheeseburgers with like Italian fare. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I like the uh, the uh, the breakfast uh, burritos. Not bad. I like the breakfast. Pretty pizza. good. And then the, uh, then the uh, yes, and then the one that has the potatoes and the yeah. little little yeah. quiche looking <laughs> one. Yeah. What's it technically called? Uh, they call it deep dish breakfast pizza. It's a deep dish breakfast pizza, but it's it's like a like uh, not even a quiche. It's like a just a. It's an, a cake of egg and, it's and an egg sausage, unit. and it's egg. It's a formidable <laughs> unit, absolute egg unit. So again, uh, it's very tasty. It's easy. Um, they flash freeze it so that when you thaw it out, it it, it tastes about fresh. Uh, when they flash freeze, twenty percent off your first order. Use code CU Podcast when you visit flexpromeals.com. That's twenty percent off your first order using code CU Podcast at flexpromeals.com. So this was this got a lot of. A lot of buzz. This was an article with uh, Nintendo's uh, newer president. As the article fails, uh, is it a Fu- Furukawa? Shantaro Furukawa had an interview. It was translated, just about the direction of the company, what they're thinking about. And it came, uh, it came out. It was interpreted that Nintendo is going to be moving away from consoles. That's not how I interpret this article. I'll just say that at the front. No, I didn't. I didn't. Um, um, I didn't interpret the article that way at all. Uh, what what we have, I think, is was is a situation where you know people like to panic. Everyone wants to say Nintendo is done, doomed, and dead. It's, it's view it's, bait to say Nintendo is moving away from consoles. Uh, but yeah, because you can't say Nintendo is doomed anymore because those fucking idiots are all gone. Yeah, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> but uh, I just think it was looked into a bit too much. What I gathered from it when they're talking is basically. Uh, we always leave the future open for things. Yeah. And I mean, they, they even kind of mentioned it, and I think it was kind of in a long-term history sort of thing. They, they mentioned that, uh, he mentioned that, um, you know, Nintendo didn't start with consoles. They started with cards, and they moved on to consoles. And in the future, yeah, it they, might be something else. And they dabbled in love motels up here and there. Yeah. But it, it's, it, this doesn't mean that Nintendo's this, canceling the, the Switch. This is a quote. Yeah. Okay. Here's the context. People don't like context because they want to just froth at the mouth for whatever the, the person on YouTube is saying that they want to agree with. It has been over 30 years since we started developing consoles. Nintendo's history goes back even farther than that. And through all the struggles that they faced, the only thing that they thought about was what to make next, meaning what can make money. In the long term, perhaps our focus as a business could shift away from home consoles. Flexibility is just as important as ingenuity, which is a totally reasonable thing to say. If you're a business, you follow where the money is. There's still going to be a console business, though, five years from now. It might shift, like we said, but they're not going to stop making consoles that are making money. That's it's, insane. I, f- I feel like it was a very mild, almost milk toast type comment. Yeah, to, it was just to like, investors, yeah. To investors to be like, yes. you know, to just reassure investors, yes, we're creative and this is what we're doing now. And if in the future it's not what's going to be yeah. good, then we're going to do something else. If we can't wait money okay. 15 years from now, making, uh, making consoles... Uh, we're going to, I don't know, we're going to make paper mache kits. I don't know. Right. But Maybe I, they did that in the past. You know, like that's, the, that's all he's saying. <laughs> As a company that has uh, stockholders, you have to make money. That's right. the, the way they're saying They're that. saying that they're not going to tie themselves down to something if it ends up failing in the yeah. future. So I, I don't, I, I, I do think um, it, it does mention uh, Nintendo will certainly be making more mobile games. Uh, they mentioned that. Um, a thing that we never thought would happen, and now it has, and it isn't the end of the world. I have a feeling we'll see. Oh man, I, I did a change.org petition to get them to stop doing that. <laughs> it worked out. <laughs> 
but you know uh, they're going to make more mobile games. But I don't think it's 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 not like in two years' time. You know, it's not like the Switch is it. Switch is not Nintendo's last console. This was interesting. We said we aren't really fixated on our consoles at the moment. We're offering the uniquely developed Nintendo Switch and its software, and that's what we're basing how we deliver the Nintendo experience. Nintendo sees himself. It's almost like they don't care about what form they shouldn't what form the console is going to look like it's their first party software that's so goddamn strong right and that's what really matters to them also that's the other thing they're they're stressing on home consoles Mm -hmm. they did stress home consoles the switch is a hybrid it's and remember a lot of it's more of a portable nintendo's always done gangbusters with their portables their consoles have not always done you know have not always been successes so maybe by saying home console they, they mean you know that that doesn't explicitly that doesn't explicit. That doesn't write out portables. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of ways to look at it, and people are hey, well. Here we are doing it. We're yeah, dissecting they, they, the hell you out understand of it, but... how radical Nintendo shifted the past three years. They went from saying never mobile. We don't give a shit about any uh, you know retro properties, uh, things like that nature. To mobile, embracing mobile, um, doing this Netflix style service, coming out with a Super Nintendo and NES Classic, something I never would have thought would have happened like 10, 12 years ago. Correcting the errors with that. I'm talking like Chucky from Rugrats now because I'm stuffed up. Okay. I had no time. You see what I'm saying? They've done a radical change. That was even happening even before uh, the new president. Like, this is a big change for Nintendo. So they're, they're going to embrace wherever the money goes. And remember, the software is always where they make the chunk of the money. Yeah. The Wii U, they, was it? They, they broke even or lost a little money on each Wii U. Uh, the Switch, I don't see how much money they're making on the Switch. They probably are making somewhat, but they even said they're not making that much, I think, back then. Maybe now there are. There's expensive components in the, in the Switch. Yeah. The controllers have a lot of shit going on. You always maintain. So, software. That's where it's at. You know, they're still making uh, 3DS games. How much money they made on the 3DS? People always don't, people always forget the 3DS existed. When, when they're talking about how, oh, the failure of the Wii U. Yeah, the 3DS is, is making them bank still. Yeah. You know, it, it always has. It's been carrying the, the handheld. So. so, long story short, I don't think Nintendo's consoles are going anywhere anytime soon. No, but, you, but it makes for a good title on a YouTube video. Nintendo giving up consoles? I'm going to have to do that just so people click on it. Nintendo doomed? Nintendo doomed? doomed? I'm, gonna, I'm a pretentious Atlantic writer that Pat trashed two years ago. Nintendo is Two and a half years ago. Doomed. That was funny. You weren't here. I, I went off on that Atlantic writer. Uh, it was really pretentious. All right. Ian, this is a... Uh, it's a sad day for fans of Lego and Lord of the Rings, wouldn't you say? Well, sure. I mean, it, it probably is, but it's a sad. <laughs> probably, it probably is, but not really. No, yes, yeah, maybe. It's a sad. Yes. It's a sad day for. Um, well, it's, oh, it's, it, it's it's a day to realize that your digital titles and video games and things like that can go away relatively. It's a game preservation. Quickly. That's why. Yeah, that's why. Game preservation is important. So. The Hobbit and Lego, Lego Hobbit and Lego Lord of the Rings were removed from Steam. Um, this was after they were given a, they were given away. I think just a couple Give months ago now. in a humble bundle. I miss out. You know what? I've got a couple humble bumbles, humble bumbles before humble bundles before, but I always miss them. I always miss them. I don't like track them. I really should. They're good, uh, and then I don't. I don't use my codes. Anyways, uh, I'm really stuffed up. So. They've removed that, so they were given away, and then they were removed from Steam. Um, anyone who has a digital copy, 
Uh, well, they'll be removed from all the other digital storefronts, too. Anyways, anyone who has a digital copy is still going to be able to play it. They're not going to deactivate it. Thank freaking goodness. Um, people, I mean, that would be a cause for Oh, riot. that'd be catastrophic. Yeah, that'd be catastrophic. But they're not selling it anymore, so you can find the used copies out in the wild, or you can... I would have got a free copy in Humble Bumble if I knew that, at the Humble Store. You can, yeah, you know, use what you have, but... Um, just showing how quickly things disappear, and this isn't the first time that it's happened. This is this is actually relatively common. Uh, this probably has to do with licenses expiring. Oh, of course. Um, I mean, we have Amazon's going to be making their huge Lord of the Rings series, so that probably has something to do with it. This was Warner was this Warner Brothers at the time, yeah, yeah. So it happened with Marvel vs. Capcom two on the Xbox three hundred and sixty and the PS three. It happened with a bunch of the Midway games. Um, it happened to Alan Wake because of its soundtrack. Things expire and they they have to come down. They no longer have the right to keep selling it. Was Alan Wake ever reissued with a different soundtrack? Um, no, I think they just they relicensed the soundtrack. Oh, they relicensed. Yeah, so it came back. Yeah, so this isn't uncommon, and you know, unless uh, uh, Traveler's Tales. Uh, the the people who make the Lego games, you know, reacquire that license. The likelihood of this ever showing back up on a on a storefront is is slim to none. Wow. Okay, that's uh that's depressing. And this goes to show you that oh, this isn't well. This is this game will be preserved in some form because everyone has it. Uh, but if this was a smaller title that disappeared, uh, people had it might be a harder game to get at 10, 20 years from now. And and for this is a game that'll have to be if someone else wants to play it in the future. This is Prime has to be has to be uh, has to be cracked to distri- distribute twenty years from now, right? Especially if you can't download a new version of it, it's got to be tied to your you know tied to your account, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, watch out for this. I guess it's good that they made it available for free though. They probably said, "Oh, what the hell?" Right? That's, yeah, that's I mean, cool. I, they, I don't. They didn't. They didn't announce it though. Yeah, else, everyone would have grabbed it. Like, oh my god! Right. But it just so happens, yeah, that I guess last month's Humble Bundle had both of them, and then this well, month. Let me see what else was offered Goodbye. there in that bundle. Uh, this was the, this was in December. Uh, next two days, Humble Store is giving away Lego The Hobbit for anyone who signs up for their newsletter. So it was totally free. You just got you just got the game, and that was it. You downloaded it. Okay, that's I missed out on free stuff. No, this also happened. I forgot with the Activision Spider games, Spider Man games. Oh, the PS1 era ones? Uh, no, the um, no, they did a bunch of them, 360 and stuff like that. You just okay. can't buy them on the digital stores. You can't buy them digitally anymore. Yeah, but you can still buy the physical. Yeah, oh yeah, you can still buy the physical. Okay. And play it. So, was yeah. this was this released on a console or just PC? Oh, these were console releases as well. Oh, they were. Yeah, so you so can you, still find it. Okay. Yeah, but um, this really puts in puts in the spotlight the importance of um, physical media. Um, existing oh, yeah. in some shape or form. I don't... From, so my Switch, it's basically, if I can get it, a hard copy, I'll always get a hard copy. Oh, yeah. But, absolutely. But I've done that. PS4, I got into a habit, especially when I was sick, of just using the, the digital storefront. So nothing on my PS4 is... Very little on my PS4 is a hard copy. So <laughs> I'm just glad that there are people out there making them and buying them because this is going to happen with... I mean, this could happen with everything at some point like in the future. It, yeah, you can get the 360 version on eBay of the Hop for like eight bucks. Yeah, it's not so, an expensive game. It's just that, well, the Steam one, you know. Right. I, I don't think I'll turn my 360 on ever again. I only have like uh, four games for it, three games. All right. And we have a scum. This is a late, a late one to the show. I'm sick, by the way. Scumbag. Scumbag. Seller. 
of Seller. the week. Of the week. 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 Courtesy of our buddy John Riggs. Hi, John. Big old John. I didn't realize how big John was before I met him. He's a big ass man. He's just a big teddy he's bear. A unit. Though. He's yeah, a unit. He's great. He's so. No, he's, he's the nicest guy too. He's like he's just. He's gigantic. He's imposing. He, anyway, he, he can play. He can be a lineman. It's all right. <laughs> he could be. Um, I was. I always felt if I was. I feel bad for those big, bigger people. I'm talking like people that are like six four and bigger that were pressured into sports, didn't want to play them just because it's so rare to get someone that big and bulky. Like, right. You should play football. You should play that. Well, I, just, I don't want it. Like, I, I think about that sometimes because I would want to play football if I was that big. Anyway. <laughs> so he alerted me to, I guess, this is going around Facebook ads of local news affiliates. You know, they have, they have local ABC and like NBC and CBS affiliates all across the world. We have our own San Diego one. Um, are advertising pirated handhelds consoles with games on them that are clearly not licensed. Yep. So this, so the link he uh, he sent me from his, uh, um, I guess he found an affiliate, uh, KG KGW eight. It's an NBC affiliate that posts a post on the Facebook page to go to their website to buy. Uh, this is from Deal Boss, courtesy of Stack Commerce, and we mentioned them before. Yep, we'll play four hundred classic games with this thirty-five dollar retro handheld player. Bring bring it back to simple eight bit graphics and the joy of gaming. Bring it back to software piracy. <laughs> it's a squat Game Boy with four buttons, and emblazoned can, on the on the picture is Super Mario, Mario Brothers. Brothers. And you can see how t- emblazoned. You, you can feel the cheapness of that plastic through the through the screen. Um, Are you can feel it. Yeah, I, I mean just, that crosshair looks cheap. Just look at it. Look how shiny those. But anyways, so we talked about this a uh, few months back. Um, it was an engadget was pushing a few months back, three or four months ago. They were pushing an NES Classic clone with and, clearly really. pirated games included on. And now these are being sold in malls. Apparently, apparently it's two thousand three again, again yeah. two thousand four again that this is happening. So we, so this is through a, a site called Stack Commerce, where Which, like they partner with to sell shit and they get a cut of it. Right. And they all they basically they partner with them and then they start inserting, ad, you know, basically it's like ads and stuff like that. But um, this this is ridiculous. You you can't do this. Buy it now and save forty bucks. If anyone who who spent eighty bucks on this, don't you don't deserve to play any video games. Right. Uh, so this is what it says. Play 408-bit classic games with this handheld gaming console. Perfect for gamers. 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 The monolith gamers. Uh, kids and adults looking for an entertainment alternative to a smartphone or tablet. It's the best way to relive your childhood. I'm sure it is. Or enjoy simple games. Not only games. Realistic graphics and complex storylines aside, sometimes playing simple hey. games that recall nostalgia for childhood is the best way to decompress. The Game Bud Portable Gaming Console. Game Bud. Game Bud. Comes preloaded with 408-bit graphic games for endless simple entertainment. Doesn't drain your phone or device. Battery. Battery. All right. And here's a disclaimer. The station's journalists were not involved in writing this story. Stack Commerce is a partner of this station and its parent company. It selects products. It selects products. Stack Commerce. Uh, you might find interesting and create stories about those products. So this is Stack Commerce writing up this bullshit to sell it. Stack Commerce, this station and its parent company may receive may receive a share. May yes, they yes. receive a share, or they're getting money for advertising this. Either way, may receive a share of the revenue from a retailer that sells a product. You make a purchase through a link on this page. 
So I know that way know, to do your due diligence news site. Yeah. I mean, especially with I mean, with all the Soldier Boy stuff that went yes. on this month, like really, no one, and it, it I don't know, it's mind blowing. And apparently, according to John, this is happening not just this affiliate; it's a lot of affiliates across the U.S. are doing this. But this is the one is or is KGWA. I'm gonna look this up. And I have a feeling like if you tell people this, they're gonna throw their hands and be like, "Oh well, we didn't do it. It's the ad agency." It's like, no, you you need to. Get a hold of them and be like, uh, no. Portland. This is Portland's affiliate. Okay. Be like, do not put this shit. And like, you have to be able to opt out of some of this stuff. And this, especially if they do like a sponsored post on like Facebook to push it, and people are going to know some more. It's like, oh, oh, a, a child missing. Oh, a, a murder. You're selling a, a shitty knock handheld off. pirate pirate knockoff. That's first of all, it's not a news story, right? Why is a news uh, news site selling this shit? Who's going to? They're trying to hook in person doesn't know any better obviously yes we don't and we don't even know and even if okay even if you don't care this is illegal this could just be a piece of shit the quality right don't, you don't know that either well and that's pretty much guaranteed so it's a double whammy at the same time if they were selling a legal product i'd be like okay that's kind of weird but all right even that would be like why weird, are you doing that but okay I, I guess the news stations need to make money somehow but this this, this ain't it chief i never i never use that phrase but this ain't it. It's a real weird flex. <laughs> weird flex, but it's not even a flex. This is it's it's a ha- pulling a hammy. Yeah, <laughs> weird ha- weird hammy pull. But okay, um, and you can get we it. Just through, so- we just sounded eighty five years old. <laughs> the Game Bud portable gaming console. Can you buy this on Amazon or anything? I'm just trying to see. You probably everything's on Amazon. No, I don't care. I have no idea. Um, Amazon's the lawless land. Oh my god, it's available everything. Tempdeals.net, Stack Social, Best Buy is selling it? No, it's, they're not. It's, it's, sorry, it's a bad search. Uh, Amazon, I think, has it too. Yeah, it looks like trash, this thing. Legality aside, it looks bad. All right, so uh, a local news affiliate, NBC at least, in this case in Portland, uh, uh, KGW8, you're the scumbag seller of the week. All right, we have a Patreon. Patreon poll, we do. Patreon and uh, Ian, how do we? You go there by going to the um, patreon.com slash CU podcast. Um, uh, I saw you look away like, uh, uh, this is your brain adjusting. Yeah. Ian looked away to his right. Uh, he had to think about it. Yeah. I mean, you're supposed to tell people are lying when they're looking to I think to your left. That means they're lying, I think. that's. A, I don't think there's a whole lot of science in that, but. I, that's what I heard, at least. Yeah. I always look right at someone when I'm lying, right in their eyes, and they don't know. Anyway. I talk directly into their mouths when I'm lying. If I grab you and I'm like, this is true. If I, Why are yeah. you looking at my mouth? That's creepy. <laughs> my, my tell is real big. It's not hard to tell when I'm lying. No, I start play, talking directly into your mouth. Play poker with Ian. Yeah. <laughs> when he doesn't have a hand, he's talking into your mouth. Okay. In third place, uh, at, at only 10%, do you feel the market dictates retro game prices or some nonsensical? Only 10%. At second place, 43%. Wow. What retro games do people still fawn over that you personally feel are crap? 43%. And finally, number one with a bullet, video game hoaxes you fell for as a kid, 48%. Ian, I only fell for one or two, but did you, did you fall for there, any as a kid? There was two for me, um, and they're both fighting game related. Uh, the Shenlong Street Fighter stuff. How did that, how did that start, you think? I think it started in um, one of the game magazines. That, I, really, a, a game pro or yeah? I think it started in EGM one of the game or magazines or something like that. 
Um, cause it, I, there's a doctored screenshot that always goes up. around that. Um, I'll look that up while I talk. Yeah. Shane but the Shen Long one did. And, um, is it I, Shang Sung? Shen Long. Shen Long. Yeah. Oh, he was the first guy, right? He's like Kenan. He was supposed to be like Kenan Reeves trainer. Oh, that's right. Okay. That's what they. they oh, I, I was yeah. thinking of Shang Sung from Mortal Kombat. I think yeah. that'd be insane. Okay. So, um, you know, that one. And then uh, Ermac from Mortal Kombat. Um, Mortal Kombat 2. And well, they, put, well, they eventually put him in. They did, but it was a, he started as a hoax. Okay. Yeah. Be, no, he was a hoax. He was totally a, a hoax. And um, the hoax got so big and so popular that they uh, put him in officially in the next game. But in three? It was three, yes. Okay. But when people were trying to find Ermac or the, the initial stuff was going on. They tried to find that, him in two. That was just, that was just bullshit. Yeah. Was that based upon the reptile thing from the first one? Yeah. They, they thought that they could find like a reptile tile. Yeah, type essentially of there would be a, that one was supposed to, I think the rumor was it was supposed to be like Scorpion but faster or something like that. Um, so that one. And then, you know... Uh, I remember people talking about like babalities and animalities and stuff like that in part two when they weren't there and they eventually implemented those. They had, they had the part fr- three the friendships, right? And they they added some of that stuff. So um, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun actually to grow up when fighting games were still in the arcades and coming out. Especially, um, it's the one thing I like most about Mortal Kombat was all the weird, wacky, hidden shit, and it was real easy when you see some of the other weird stuff that they've got going on to believe that there's other strange shit that you haven't found. Okay. Nudalities. I don't know if anyone remembers uh, rumors of nudalities. Oh, I can, remember that one. You can get, yeah, you can get like, uh, it was like get Sonya topless or something so like that at the in, end. In Mortal Kombat 2, the, there was smoke. That's right. He was like the reptile. They have a noob Cybot. Right. Was, was it, was that a reference to the glitch in the original? Or no? Uh, no. Where did that come from? I forget. Okay. And then they had a Jade. And then three, you had Smoke, Noob Cybot again. Where's Ermac? I'm trying to find him. Oh, he was in uh, Ultimate World Combat 3. Okay, that's where they added him. Oh, once rumored to be a secret character in the first game through the bug. Yes, that was that's, the, yeah, okay. the Ermac, the red. Yes. The red. Okay. All right. That makes sense. So the Reptile was a big one originally. It yeah, makes sense one. for what Ermac would be, Error Macro? I think that's where the name comes from. What was the one you, the, the, the rumors you had to win like 60 in a row? I have no clue. There was one, I forget, there was one that was that was bullshit. Reptiles had to do like the pit stage, right? Yeah. No, there was a lot of weird was, stuff was for the, Reptile as well. You fight him in the okay, pit stage. Pit stage and the flying object must appear in the background. Yeah. Okay. And then you have to beat. Uh, and it has to be a flawlesses. Yeah, two flawlesses. So they made that, they made that tough to discover. Yeah. Like that's, that's not one you would discover by accident probably most likely. Nope. Okay, and he's only in uh, certain uh, versions of the game, and then all, all home consoles. So, I always wonder how people discovered the shit originally. They, it must leak from the developers. They must say, "Hey, yeah, hey guys, you know, starting around you know Chicago era or Midway. Hey guys," and then it filters out, and then you get to print you print them out in your you know your dot matrix printer in the early mid nineties. And, and then you sell them in the locker room at school <laughs> for money. I knew kids that carried a couple around. Yeah. Uh, is this, that was a big one for you with Shenlong and, and Street Fighter. Uh, yeah, more Street Fighter than anything. But and Mortal even, Kombat. Yeah, but uh, Shenlong as well. Anything that had to do with like... Because you weren't always around arcade games. So it was easy to believe that there was some sort of air of mystery in there. And that any of that would be possible. Where did the Bay Ballad first appear? Was it 3? 
Vivaldi was three. Analogies are three as well. Uh, yeah, Mortal Kombat 3, um, Ultimate Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat Trilogy. Player had one round without using a block. After Bay Valley's performed the sound of a baby cries, blah, blah, blah. Probably, probably they're, they're not happy about a mobile game coming out. It's probably part of it, too. Mortal Kombat mobile game. And more. <laughs> Here's mine, Ian. <laughs> Here's mine. Fucking reaching for straws, man. All right. I'm a punk. Good old Spy Hunter. Comes back to Spy Hunter. Oh, being able to beat, Tom, beat it. <laughs> Thomas, Thomas, who I got in fist fights with, who was also my friend. I, I think I mentioned him in the certain his guidebook about that. He, he broken home, you know, divorced family. Divorces were kind of uncommon in the Catholic school when you were young. And, uh, yeah, we'd hang out with each other and punch each other once in a while. It was weird, but he, he was aggressive. Anyway, he, he, he said, hey, Pat, you know, you know Spy Hunter. Sounds he, like you're Kevin. No, he was a dangerous Kevin. No, Kevin wasn't dangerous. I never got in a fist fight with Kevin. Uh, Thomas was someone who just like karate hit you in the face for no reason. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> One time hit me like that and gave me a big egg in my forehead in like fourth grade, third grade. Seriously. I punched him in the nose though. I countered. But I had a big, big egg in my head. Anyway, so this isn't story time with Pat about grammar school. <laughs> I like how you. I like how you try to try to put that down without making a sound, and you just clang it like it's a Liberty Bell. Yeah. So he said, "Hey, Pat, Spy Hunter. At the end, you know, you get so far, you can turn to the hell. You can fly as a helicopter That's that it, attacks yeah. you." I'm like, "Really? I'm like, well, we can turn into a boat." And I have thinking, "Okay, that doesn't sound unreasonable. You get the helicopter because you get the boat." I'm like, "Okay, it doesn't happen. Doesn't happen." But then that like transformed with other people and other kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I was a target. It'd be funny if I was a target of all this because I love Spy Hunter. Then I heard you can you can ride the motorcycle. Then the best one ever, <laughs> the best one out of them all, was that you can get out of your car and basically the game turns into like a beat-em-up or fighting game. <laughs> it's Spy Hunter. I've never heard that one. Never, ever heard that one. Basically, it's just like a whole Grand Theft Auto just exists outside and you know of what? your car. <laughs> I like Top Secret episode as a kid. That right. came out in 88. And that is a multi-genre game, which kind of is close to those experiences. You know, there's a shooter stage. So I figured there could be another multi-genre game. But I was so stupid because when I was four and five, I was playing this in the arcade and never dreamed that was a possibility. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it wasn't advertised anywhere. And, but it was kind of, though. But actually, it was. This is where it came from. Because they did advertise in the promos a motorcycle in the arcade. Like, there was a motorcycle. Remember the the picture of the Spy Hunter? When you click on Spy Hunter, what do you see? On the NES cover, you see the boat, and you see a motorcycle. Uh. And you see a fucking jet plane besides that. Yeah. So I hate to say it, it's kind of false advertising. Sure. (laughs) I mean, it is James Bond. It looks like, you know, Don Johnson. And there's a woman with a cool, with, with nice knee-high boots. There's a woman there, too, that doesn't appear anywhere. It has no bearing on the story. So if you're a kid... The deep, rich story of Spy Hunter. So if you're a kid, you can either the lore. <laughs> the lore. If you're a kid, you can either be gullible enough to think that or think this is just plausible enough that I can pass this off to little eight-year-old Pat and he can believe it because it is on the cover. The motorcycle's there, and it's a red motorcycle in the game. It's blue. 
and there's the boat. Okay, and the car's there. So you figure, okay, then the girl should be somewhere with her nice flowing hair. And this, whatever this fucking uh, jet is, it's not even it's not even a helicopter anymore. So all these factors put together, Pat thought this could be a possibility. Could be. I'm not saying this contributed to my bad eyesight playing Spy Hunter for two hours at a time, but I played Spy Hunter for two hours like, at a time. Like a lot of the best hoaxes, it's it's within the realm of possibility, yes. so it's easy to fall for. Just like saying that there's a hidden character in Street Fighter. Shen Why couldn't Shenlong be in Street Fighter? Right. They mentioned him in the story. Yeah, it's it's not like, you know, it's 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 reasonable to believe that. All right, so there's my stories. So I hope I hope Thomas that you you know thirty years ago you got one over on Little Pat. You know, hopefully you didn't end up in prison. <laughs> there seems to be justice there. All the, right, the scales of justice weren't there. Tell Pat a falsehood and punch him in the face when he's eight. Hope you end up in prison. Okay, I take that back. Maybe, I, I hope you you had something bad happen to you at one point though. Maybe not that bad though. Little Pat, eight-year-old Pat was innocent. Little chubby Pat. Maybe like a real disappointing pizza. Maybe it's like prom date cheated on him that night. Okay, something, just something like that. All right, not prison though. We're on opposite ends of this. Disappointing. He punched me in the face. Ian, he was a child. He was he was vicious and violent. <laughs> I, he tried. He tried to damn. He he would. This is what he would do. Oh no. But he it was he's the type of guy who would try to give you the bur- like the, no, the no, burns. No. no, this was nuggies. No, he did that too. But this was the he tried to really injure you. He did karate. Mm. Late eighties, so, so you don't want a violent kid to know karate because then it turns into Johnny from Karate Kid. It doesn't calm down. He would try to really injure your legs. He would like roll, try to roll behind you into your legs. That can fuck you up. Oh yeah, it happened to me once. Like it hurt my ankle. So fuck you, Thomas. I take that back. I do want. I do want you cheating on your prom night. All right, fair enough. I, he was violent. Okay, we're a whole segment on this later. Whoops. There goes there goes my flashcards. Your Q and A. It's time Q and A time on the CU podcast. Yeah, so. uh, this is from at Nitro Banks. Thoughts on skyrocketing prices of unopened Wii U console on eBay. I see this report on from some sites. I know how widespread this is. I have no idea. Well, it goes back to I remember believe was it Cecilia at Kotaku. <laughs> I think, yeah, there was an article. Uh, Cecilia about, Yeah, about a year ago uh, or so, did an article on Wii's because I remember Chris reached out and asked if I had any. Like uh, he suggested that she talk to me, but basically, talk, yeah, but basically talking about how um, they were hearing rumblings of Wii U's being hard to find or in demand, and it was true. Basically. We never have many we use in the store, and when we have them, they do sell um, relatively quickly. And I've I didn't know. I'm sure the prices of unopened ones on eBay would therefore the sealed ones would probably go up. Um, I think I think people underestimate that the Wii U sealed. I think people underestimate how the Wii U will. I, I think find popularity in the future. It well, was, sure, but then you buy a used one. This oh, not sure, a, not a new one. But I mean, these are selling now because it because used are not expensive. But uh, as time goes, I mean, they just didn't make many. As time goes on, the system they sold thirteen million, right? Yeah, about twelve, thirteen million, something around that. So you figure that obviously they made more than that. We don't know how many more. 
So I don't know if million? it's going up because it might be the last of the unopened stock or what. But in, in compared to other systems, it's not going to be as easy to find stuff for it. And I do think for the niche market that likes the Wii U, I do think well, this stuff is going to go up in price. They're always going to be able to find a, a used one, though. That's what that whole article was about last year and this year. It's actually pretty tough to find a used Wii U. Maybe not at places like GameStop, but for a long time it was impossible to find one, even after the Switch came out. Uh, I can go on eBay anytime and find one in the box oh, I'm for sure. $100. I'm sure now. So I think it, you, whenever the second, secondary market happens, it takes a couple years for the stuff to come out. Oh, yeah. But if I go to the swap meet any Sunday, I'll probably see a Wii U somewhere. So I don't know why they would be jumping up unopened, but I do see that Wii U stuff is its just not... From what I see, there's a lot of like sells. Pe- people trying to sell like the deluxe ones. Like here's like the Wii U Splatoon set. Here's the one with Mario Maker. They're trying to sell for like six hundred dollars or seven hundred dollars sealed. Because you know what? Probably a lot of people didn't pick up pick those up. They, right. they probably either bought it right away and no one bought it later. Uh, the, someone's trying to sell the Mario Kart Eight one for six fifty. They're trying to sell it. Uh, I, I click on sold. Let's see what I got for sold. Uh, someone bought one for six hundred dollars. Uh, a new one. It's wild. Mario Kart Eight. Uh, what the fuck is that one with the gold on it? Which one is this? Why is there? What? Oh, that's um, that's Super Mario. Oh, with the cat ears. Yeah. Oh, no, that's a cute one. Yeah. So maybe that'll be the, the ones that people will want to get because they a lot of them didn't sell probably. Yeah. Are people just trying to snap these up brand new now so that they don't have to collect but, expensive box variants later? I mean, what, how, what's going is on? Is there going to be a ton of Wii U collectors? You think it's Nintendo? There's going to be a collector for it. Uh, yes, I get that. But we, we, I don't think we still... We never saw a mature Wii market, really, mm. for collectors. I, maybe not yet, but I'm just saying in the future. Says there's people getting ahead of it just yes. in case. Yeah. They're thinking that these would be worth double in the future. Mm-hmm. Here's I my, think that's okay. dumb. It's, 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 why is this dumb? dumb? We don't know how many are laying around somewhere still. Right. The Wii U has only been out of production for two years. It's not a lot of time. There's new old stock somewhere. We don't know where it is. I guarantee you there's some somewhere. Yeah, I don't know if Nintendo still has some laying around somewhere or liquidated some. There's new old stock out there. It's just when is it going to come out? When is it going to be on is the floor of Big Lots? And it only has to be maybe there's 10,000 of them. Maybe there's 5,000. Maybe there's 50. We don't know what's laying around somewhere. Because they were still making it up to early uh, 2017. They were still producing them. And they stopped and went to the, the Switch. So no one was buying Wii U's that last year and they were still making them. I mean, obviously they weren't they didn't sell out of them everywhere. Where did that new old stock go? Where was it? Sh- was it shipped back to Nintendo? If, if Walmart had like, uh, you know, 20,000, 50,000 in the warehouse, it would go back to Nintendo? They were turned into a rich and hearty mulligan stew. A Wii U stew? Mulligan. On Amazon, I, and I think people, like I said, the variants, but I don't think people have problems getting the regular ones, the black and the white no. ones, the original ones. Uh, absolutely not. Actually... Um, We've seen a grand total of two white ones ever come through the store. I actually have a feeling that... The white one... Like, at some point in the future, the white one will be, you know, one people want. Because they don't exist. Well, they they, they exist, and I've seen them. They're not Bigfoot. I mean, they... (laughs) They don't exist. They don't. I can buy it for one hundred and forty-five dollars a white one right now. I'm I'm not not new, but I can buy one probably in the box. Overpriced. Well, I'm just saying. I know. Just saying. That's that's overpriced. Is that red Wii variant worth anything? The the red one that came out at the very end. 
No one cares. I don't believe so. No, because that was probably the hardest to find. That came out. That was the basic one, right? They got they stripped the they stripped all the options out of it. Yeah, or whatever. There's no Wi-Fi, no online. Yeah, I we had one at work for the longest we, time. People don't want them. I don't think people are. People might want we use to play them. To, maybe they think it's going to be worth, worth a lot of money and just to buy it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see on that. The jury's out, but if they if they find a warehouse of them, don't be shocked. All right. Um, this I think we have to watch on the, the obscenely expensive CU podcast run five thousand. Yep. Because uh, we this is our first weekly podcast. We're at an hour fifteen only right now. Um, what, this is from at Jonathan Salini. What are you and Ian's take on Panty Party for the Switch? Okay, what is our take on Panty Party for the Switch? Well, I was unaware of what it is. So, how about we reload this and we, so we can watch this so it doesn't fail here. So. Uh, Panty Party for Switch turns underwent to fighting machines. How do I make this bigger? I should really know what I'm doing here. Sure. Well, I'll play it. And then I'll, play. I'll make it bigger. Uh, we'll embiggen it for the thing, but we'll, we'll play, it, here, play it. There you go. There you go. Full screen. Right there. Full screen on YouTube. I'm, I'm Pat. Okay. <laughs> so we have underwear. <laughs> it's Schoolgirl underwear looks like no hentai content. It's literally just so it's it's literally literally panties fighting. <laughs> it's amazing. Up to four players in hidden hidden unit hidden unit includes the song exclusive song. So this is already out somewhere else. Teddy bear underwear shooting. What the fuck? Underwear talking to each other. <laughs> okay, I'm buying this. Yeah. There's a cast. It, it, it's like it's waving when it's flying with the wings of the underwear. Yeah. I can't tell if this is like a twin stick shooter from a weird perspective or. or... So they have a pink, pink undies, swimsuit undies. Oh, so that's her panties. Okay, that's her panties talking. Yeah, getting shot. There's purple, panty party, fourteen ninety nine spring this year. <laughs> I'll buy it. Oh, oh uh, yes, you perv. I know you're gonna buy it. But there's nothing pervy in it. It's just underwear flying around shooting each uh, other. Girls underwear shooting each other. There's nothing pervy about it. Okay, I mean. It's it's disembodied. Is there, a, is there an appeal to that? I guess. <laughs> Just the Panty Party is a fighting game starring a diverse cast of underwear, all of which uh, <laughs> can shoot out lasers from their hems. Doesn't matter if the panties with the teddy bear attached to schoolgirls' skirt-style briefs or the pink striped bikini. They're all ready to murder each other. Thanks, Polygon. Uh, oh, here's the backstory, Ian. An evil force is turning humans into panties. So these frilly <laughs> things must fight back before the entire human race is wiped off the planet. While there are expected, while there are the expected cute girls and cutscenes cut scattered, they're the ones turned into panties after all. The focus here truly is on the third-person panty shooter action. Will this start a whole genre, Ian? I, I don't know. Underwear shooter. I have no idea. But I'm gonna Has there been a that. game like this before? No. No. Not, not, not. Not like this. <laughs> not, not exactly. Uh, all right, Polygon, I get on you for some awful articles here and there. 
this byline's not bad. There's a whole drawer's worth of sentient undies in this extremely weird game. <laughs> I'll give you credit for that one, uh, Allegra Frank. Okay. All right, we don't usually do that. Off. We got we got to use the obscenely expensive expensive CU podcast Tron five thousand in the future. Yep. To watch stuff there, uh, that that's fun. That's that's some good clean fun. That's some cl- clean uh, schoolgirl underwear fun. fun. Clean Woo. underwear. Panty party, panty party. All right. Okay. Uh, so, um, uh, anything else going on? This is a yeah, first was... weekly pod. This was, wasn't that bad. No, it's fine. Hour hour nineteen. Yep. It's not bad. All right. We'll see what happens here in the future. Yep. You know? Wait, looking at my mouth and looking at my eyes. <laughs> no. No, I'm not talking into your mouth. Excuse me. Uh, um, so, NES Punk episode coming out. A Kickstarter will be coming out as well. I gotta get to work on that. Uh, Ian's gonna be doing uh, some rewrites for a certain NES guidebook. Yep. You get started on that? What are you gonna hit first? What do you, what do you think? Right on Bungling Bay. Really? Yeah. With the Will Wright stuff yeah. going on? I, I'd like that game. It's not, it's not great. I never really got. Let's, let's put aside some time for that for the marathon this year, just to play a little bit more. We sure. never really play that during the marathon. So that's like a you forget that's one of those. That's one of those titles you forget an NES game, like Chess Master. You're like, that's not an NES game. Oh yes, it is. Right. It's like one of those weird ones you forget about. It, it, it's up there. I mean, it was part of that weird Broderbund obsession. Yeah, Broderbund was one of the earlier third party um, publishers. And that, in that, that stuff got hugely popular in Japan, like Load Runner and stuff like that. And then. Bungling Bay. By the, by the end of there were no Broderbund games on the NES, I don't think, but first couple years, a few years of the NES, there, there was a, some decent Broderbund games. Do you know what Bungling Bay is? Bunglings were... Um, little guys, right? Yeah, little guys. Yeah. I, I remember my video game years. Right. We covered our video oh, game years. Oh, we did, yeah. Didn't we? It was at 82? 83. Um, 83. 84? So we have a computer in front of us that's more powerful than the one that sent us into the moon. Um, Bungling Bay. That's so. Basically, they adapted and they they did their defenses in real, almost in real time, right? They built them. Yeah. And you're a helicopter trying to and you just gotta take it out. It's it, it's not like eighty four. It's not a crazy in depth game, but it's got more depth than you know your average like arcade. It's it's a cool game. And that led to SimCity. Yep. Oh, I remember that iconic. Yep, I remember the the skullish. Uh, is that is that one of them? Yeah, Old guys. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. All right. Watch video game years on Amazon. People are still watching it. Do it. So for Ian Ferguson. It's me. I'm Pat Contry. We'll see you in a week.